people of Earth. We have come to upgrade your cosmic consciousness. DNA activation ready in 3, 2, 1. Hi, welcome to Q&A on Breakthrough Leadership. I'm Craig Anderson. And I'm Lou Quinto. Today we're going to continue our series on remote work, but today we're going to take kind of a different take on it. We've talked a lot about best practices and things to think about when you're going into remote work, but today what we want to do is talk about mistakes to avoid when managing remote workers. You know, it's really important even before all this happened to realize that most surveys showed that remote work was a very attractive option for employees. Uh, there was a poll that showed 54% of office workers, Lou, would leave their current job for one that offered a flexible work, work schedule. And Deloitte did a survey that showed that 35% of respondents reported their company offered remote work opportunities, which is you know, a third of companies. And now we have, what did you say in, in the last week's video, like 65%? 65%, yeah. Yeah. So what we're really seeing is, you know, before all this happened, people wanted the flexibility. Now, bang, everybody has it. So what does that mean for you as a manager? So there's a lot of different things that we want to cover on this topic today. One is, you know, effective communicating, you know, failure to communicate is a bad management practice in this. No, a lack of feedback and not providing learning opportunities is another mistake that people can make. And lack of empathy uh, is another big mistake managers make. So Lou, why don't you take us through our first topic, failure to communicate? Yeah, I think one of the things that we've learned, particularly uh, with the remote workforce is that communication is essential. It uh, is something that I guess we've taken for granted because people have been walking around the office and we can stop and talk to them and there's that social interaction that constantly takes place. But leaders really have to make an effort in these days of a remote workforce to communicate with their people. And I think that we've all got accustomed to using the Zoom-like uh, platforms that enable us to have group meetings where we talk. But for a manager, it's more than just those Zoom type meetings. What they need to do is they need to have more of those one-on-one uh, -on -one meetings. They need to have the status update meetings with their key leadership uh, people that are in place so that this way communication is taking place all the time. You like to use the word intentional. I think for every manager to avoid the mistake of not communicating, they need to make it intentional that they are going to communicate. And I recommend to everybody, particularly these days, is that make communication an appointment that you're writing down, that you're going to call your workers from 10 to 11, and you're going to have one-on-one -on -one discussions with them and force yourself to do that. And in those conversations, don't make them data dump communications. Make them short, very concise communications that keep the ball moving forward. But the failure to communicate is definitely one way to leave those remote workers feeling like they're out there on an island all by themselves. Yeah, that's, you know, we talked about this in an earlier episode, just the importance of, uh, or the reality that if you had bad practices going into this, those bad practices have only become magnified. So, you know, if you as a manager or a leader of people, you know, were one of those, you know, hey, every year I'm going to give you the annual review and every year I'm going to drop scuds on you that I've never touched on with you all the rest of the year. And what we're going to, you know, and so if, you, if that's the way you're managing, that's only going to get worse in this environment. And if you're not in kind of constant regular touch with your employees, you know, on things that are going well, things that aren't going well, or as you said, just kind of the touch base, you know, those, those are just going to be worse if you just kind of come up to some quarterly or annual review and just kind of drop a bomb on somebody about performance or something like that. You know, I've started to see with some of my clients and, and even some of my friends have mentioned, you know, they're hearing more from leaders than they used to. So it's kind of that quick drop-in phone call or the quick check-in email. How you doing? What's going on? 
you know, how can I be helpful? How are we dealing with all this? You know, I think those are kind of the touch points that build up the relationship that are going to help you keep these, your employees, you know, as we go through this, you know, long term, you know, and as, as things kind of open back up, employees are going to remember how they were treated now. Right. Yeah. Yeah, without question. And get with the communication, it goes into our next point, which is lack of feedback and learning opportunities. As, as you said, Craig, you know, this has amplified a lot of the uh, problems and uh, issues that you may have had going into the pandemic. But one of the things that we're finding is that, uh, you know, a leader will make a big mistake when they don't give enough feedback. And the feedback, I, and I hate the term constructive criticism, because first of all, constructive criticism, in my opinion, is an oxymoron. So I always like to use the term feedback. And going back to the communication standpoint, or issue that we talked about just now, I think feedback becomes part of that communication as well, to let people know what, how they're doing, what they're supposed to be doing, so that this way you're giving them that coaching opportunity that maybe you didn't take at the office, but now you have the opportunity to do that through feedback. And the other part of that, obviously, is part of the feedback is learning opportunities. And I'm not just talking about formal learning opportunities, but I'm talking about learning opportunities that can take place in letting them assist someone with a job that they've never done before. So a little bit of that mentoring taking place in the workplace as well. And so leaders definitely, in my opinion, make a big mistake with the remote workforce when they aren't providing enough feedback and those learning opportunities to be able to really get that engagement and increase that productivity. Absolutely. I think, you know, feedback, I, well, let's talk about learning opportunities, right? There's, there's a great way to do that right now, right? You can do, I mean, I've been in Zoom calls, you know, we're, we're talking to a potential client right now, you know, they want us to do some stuff for like 60 people, right? So, and you can do that in this manner. I mean, it's kind of, in some ways, there's a real benefit to it because you get everybody there. It's hard to read the room with 60 people, but you, you know, it's not exactly easy this way, but you can actually see all their faces a lot more clearly on this, on this platform than others to kind of gauge reactions. Um, and it's, it's really an interesting opportunity to kind of invest in your employees in a way that gets them connected to the office, because I think that's a big challenge right now. So, you know, the mistake would be to kind of not invest in your employee right now, find ways you can invest, find, and then leverage that that investment to say, hey, this is also an opportunity for a team building or an engagement exercise where we've got everybody on the phone and we can do some teamwork as well. So kind do you of take think it, Do you think it would be good if we, you and I just stuck in a little bit of an advertising plug right now? Call us. <laughs> yeah, call us. We'd be absolutely happy to put together these workshops for you. But I do think there's some great opportunities. And, and again, that's, that's how your employees start to feel valued as opposed to disconnected, right? You don't want your employees to be disconnected right now by not giving them feedback and not providing them those growth opportunities that they so much desire, right? Yeah, so. and I think surveys have shown also that when you do take that interest and educate the you know an employee, uh, that that's part of a reward system to them too. They see that you're taking and making an investment in them. So, and now is a perfect opportunity to do some upskilling with your employees. It's almost like when a plant shuts down for you know two weeks. What they do is they go in and they clean all the machines, they maintain them. Uh, people in many industries, they're like our machines and we need to maintain them and bring them up to date. And we do that through the training opportunities. 
Wow. So, so we're just going to take the, th the third uh, area there, and that's uh, lack of empathy. Uh, one of the biggest mistakes that leaders make uh, when it comes to the remote workforce is to show that human, that personal side of them and not take it as, okay, when you get on a phone call with them or you're communicating, how's it coming when it comes to business? Leaders, I think, make the big mistake in not being empathetic, particularly in times of crisis. And so I tell everybody during this, during the last eight weeks, the first thing you should be doing as a leader when you get in front of your people is don't ask them about work, but ask them, how are you doing? How are things going at home? How's the family? How are the kids working out? So that this way you can actually, they know that you're taking an interest in them. And what ends up happening is you take and develop a stronger relationship with that individual employee and they see that relationship as something then that they can trust you more so that they can have a better uh, access to you or not feel bad coming to you asking you about a problem and it's empathy that really does that yeah well and i think one of the best ways you can show empathy and we've talked about this in prior episodes is kind of how you're managing you know, manage by objective. Don't manage by, you know, how many, you know, I think I read an article the other day about this software you can buy so you can see, you know, in really discrete moments, like if your employees in front of their, you know, screen, yeah. how, you know, what are the things they're looking at and then put it on their phone so you can see if they're, you know, how long they're walking away from their computer. I, I don't know what kind of insanity that is, but if you want to ensure people don't want to work with you, I'd strongly encourage you to put that software in place at your company. <laughs> uh, but I think, you know, the more you can get to people Let's manage by the project because we know this is tough for everybody right now, right? You know, there's, you know, before we were taping today, I was like to my son, you got five minutes to even get out of here. You know, so, you know, it's, we, everybody's dealing with some tough pieces right now and their life is not where you can just sit down for two hours and get a hundred percent focused on what you're doing because right. there's too many things going on. So instead of focusing on moment to moment activity and productivity, let's look at, here's the project we're trying to do. What are the milestones? Are we hitting the milestones? And right. as long as you get there, I mean, I know a lot of people are finding that, you know, they may not be sitting in front of their computer working from eight to five, but they're also sitting in front of their computer working from, you know, eight to 10 at night to get this yeah. stuff done because they had some interruptions during the day. So I think the empathy is in focusing on, let, are we getting work done as opposed to digging in really hard on how we're getting work done? At right. least in those kind of projects, you can't, you know, right? you may have folks who are call center employees that are working from home that you do need them on the phone, but where can you make some accommodations and then keep your stats where you need them to be? So, you know, try to have some understanding for what's going on there. I mean, at the end of the day, every business exists to, you know, create a product and to deliver a service. So you still have to be able to do that, but maybe take a more expanded view on how you get there than you might otherwise do if you had everybody kind of in a captive situation in an office, right? Yeah, and, and that empathetic, uh, that empathy part of also, you don't wanna make this mistake is uh, take time, and we talked about this with the remote workforces, to create that social atmosphere. Uh, that's part of your empathy as well. So just like, you know, once a month, if you celebrated birthdays in the break room, someone brought in a cake or something like that, keep those traditions and those little things going because it really, proves that as a manager, you're being empathetic to individuals that are celebrating a birthday, they've got a child that was born, uh, you know, it could be, a, you know, a, a milestone, they had a daughter or a son graduate from college or something like that. When you start to take that interest in people, it, as you said earlier, it, people will remember during this time, not what you did, but how you made them feel. 
And right. empathy, if, you're, if you have lack of empathy, it's going to be one of the biggest mistakes as a leader that you can have when it comes to working with the remote workforce. Yeah. So, Craig, give me your key takeaways. Uh, well, I have to say one of my key takeaways is I want to take a hot clip take out of where you said workers are automatons, because I think that's really what we want to put out there to promote our video. <laughs> uh, but, I, you know, I think for me, the key I takeaways, said machinery. I didn't say automatons. I said sorry, machinery. machinery. Yes. All right. We'll clarify that. So, yeah, it's uh, no, I think, you know, the key takeaway is, look, there's a lot of things you can do wrong right now. And you're going to have to be, you guessed it, intentional about how you take your approach to how you're leading your teams and how you're managing your workforce right now. So yeah. when we talk about things like showing empathy and flexibility, you know, those are the things that I think are going to see you through this because there's still a lot of uncertainty. And even as, you know, that transition from remote work back, you know, however that, whatever form that takes, these, these things that we've brought up are just as important to consider as you start making those transitions. So there's a lot of opportunities to make mistakes pay attention to it as an old boss mindset, you know, problems don't age well, you know, when you make those mistakes, do your best to remedy it and acknowledge it and, and move forward. Yeah. My key takeaway when it comes to making mistakes and when you're managing remote workforce is uh, communication. You've got to, you've got to keep that communication going constantly and you've got to open more lines of communication than you ever have before. So it's not just emails, but pick up the phone, call people. Uh, we've got the, the video conferencing that we're using right now. It's our new toy. We're playing with it, but just like with the phone uh, prior to this, a lot of people didn't use their phone a lot. Uh, now I think we need to go back to and try to utilize every piece, every vehicle or every mode of communication possible. Yeah, so yeah, that's my key takeaway. Okay, we hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Q&A on Breakthrough Leadership and our discussion on mistakes to avoid when managing a remote workforce. If you like this episode, please click the like button, leave comments, share it, or even subscribe to it. We are also available as a podcast, so you can download Q&A on Breakthrough Leadership on your favorite podcast platform. So until we meet next time, keep your hands washed and keep your distance. I'm Lou Quinto. And I'm Craig Anderson.